ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Germany, and the states of New Jersey, Massachusetts, and California, and to all of you for pushing us over our new high of 105,000 listeners, because you keep listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is carry rose quartz. Rose quartz is emotionally healing in a gentle way. Wear a piece of rose quartz jewelry or carry a small piece with you in your pocket or purse. I also put pieces of rose quartz around my home and office to absorb negative energy and replace it with positive energy. It helps us heal without having to work at it because rose quartz carries the energy of love. Some memories are so painful that talking about them can be difficult. The high vibration in the rose quartz stone naturally heals a great deal of emotional pain without having to bring back the specific memories. I wear a rose quartz ring so as to keep the loving energy close to me at all times. I even wear it when I'm sleeping. I clean it periodically by putting it in sea salt in the sun or under running water while imagining the negativity being washed away and positive energy being put into it. I also watch for signs that it's time to replace the stone. If it starts to turn gray or black, it means that the negative energy is trapped inside and needs to be given back to Mother Earth. I bury it in the ground and say a prayer asking Mother Earth to transform the negative energy into positive energy for the benefit of all. Another indicator is when I lose the stone, which is a sign of growth and progress. It means that that particular stone has served its purpose and I need to let it go and find another one that's right for my next level of growth. 
I bless it, thank it for the healing it gave me, and I look for another one to fit my current energy. All stones are not the same. They come from different places, have been crafted by different people, and each one has their unique shape and color. The result is that each stone has its own individual healing power. I allow my intuition to guide me, or sometimes I ask my guides and angels to direct me to the right stone. I used to feel sad when I had to give up a particular piece of rose quartz or guilty that I had lost it. Now I understand the process of life more clearly and accept change with more ease. When something or someone leaves my life, I'm grateful for what it gave me and I know it's making room for something better. Each experience is a new adventure. My next workshop is the Am Om Awakening, bringing your divine feminine and divine masculine together as one. The divine feminine and divine masculine are archetypal energies that we all have, whether we are male or female. Our divine feminine expresses qualities like kindness, wisdom, nurturing, intuition, and healing, whereas our divine masculine expresses qualities like logic, action, firmness, adventuresomeness, and loyalty. Bringing these energies together in balance allows us to become our best self. This new guided meditation will help you release fear and be at peace. Be among the first to receive the blessings of this meditation. Join us, relax, and experience wholeness. The Om Om Awakening will bring you the union of your divine feminine and divine masculine. Less fear and more peace without struggle and pain. Increased intuition. More healing within your body. Greater self-empowerment. Easier manifestation. And increased connection to the divine. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to learn more and to register. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Marilee McLean, who will talk about courtroom reform for sexually abused children. Our show last week with Ellen Grace O'Brien on finding prosperity through the ancient wisdom of yoga, wisdom of yoga, was eye-opening. So many of us have judgmental attitudes about money and people who are wealthy. We even have phrases like filthy rich, money is the root of all evil, and you can be happy or rich. 
Ellen Grace O'Brien helped us see money in a positive way. It is part of the love energy, which is why we call it financial abundance. From a holistic perspective, wealth includes money, health, and relationships. It gives us the means to live a full life and even reach enlightenment. Having the right relationship with money is important. We want to create a flow of giving and receiving. Money can keep us in balance and give us the freedom to enjoy life, which is one of the four goals of life and one that we often neglect. We are so busy striving and doing that we don't always make the time to have fun. Meditation can help us achieve enlightenment, wake up fully to the truth of who we are, discover the nature of our true soul, which is pure joy. It's as simple as following your breath, which helps you let go of negative thoughts and feel the joy inside yourself. Then you can be a smile millionaire by giving away your joy in the form of smiles. One listener, Lorraine, wrote, I had not considered the spiritual aspects of yoga, nor had I ever contemplated the possibility of applying yoga principles to my daily life. I now plan on applying the four principles that you outlined in to my personal journey by learning more about these concepts and working towards the personal achievements to be gleaned from each. I also plan on working meditation into my daily routine to aid me in bringing more peace into my part of the cosmos. I thank your guests for bringing a self-satisfied smile to my face when I embrace my new title of Smile Millionaire. I now realize why I enjoy driving the diverse pool of customers needing transportation around the DFW Metroplex. It's for the smiles which I collect by the droves. It's very satisfying. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on topics like these, please start with these shows. March 8, 2018 with Miraflor Toniato, Financial Empowerment for Women. Women. September 14, 2017 with Marcy Anderson, Enlightenment for Busy People. And February 25, 2016 with Tobin Blake, Meditation as a Component of Healing. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You, can, you have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. For added value, read my current blog, Loving Yourself. By now, a lot of us have given up on our New Year resolutions. I encourage you to love yourself enough not to give up on yourself. Here's an excerpt from my blog to help you stick with your New Year resolutions. Congratulate yourself on your progress and celebrate your victories. Make it real. Literally pat yourself on the back or treat yourself to something special. Know that you deserve to feel good about your success because you do. 
To read the rest of my blog, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Now it's time for my silver lining story. There are some real setbacks occurring in our country right now in terms of social justice for anyone who is not white male Protestant Anglo-Saxon, including rights for the LBGTQI community, women, people of color, people of various non-Christian religions, immigrants, and anyone who is deemed different. I just learned that the Office of Violence Against Women, which is within the U.S. Department of Justice, changed its definition of sexual assault last year to exclude everything but physical harm. This change has erased 50 years of progress, which included an understanding of the long-term effects of psychological and emotional abuse. The new limited definition will prevent many victims from having access to needed services and will prevent a large number of abusers from being prosecuted for domestic and sexual violence. The Trump administration's new definition says the term sexual assault means any non-consensual sexual act prescribed by law, including when the victim lacks capacity to consent. It replaced a much more inclusive definition, which read, sexual assault is any type of sexual contact or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient. Falling under the definition of sexual assault are, that is, were, sexual activities such as forced sexual intercourse, forcible sodomy, child molestation, incest, fondling, and attempted rape. Since the victims of abuse are mainly women, this is a real setback for the rights, health, and well-being of the female population because the U.S. is considered a leader in this area. Other countries may follow suit. This is a real defeat for women all over the world. The silver lining is that a lot of people who have been silent about their disempowerment have gotten angry enough to be vocal and take action. With everything from the Me Too and Time's Up movements, marches, women and racial minorities calling out for equal recognition at at award ceremonies in Hollywood, more women running for and winning seats in Congress and other political positions, including female minorities, to a number of women running for the office of president. Enough is enough. We may appear to have taken some steps backward, but in fact, people have been galvanized into action. The injustices became so outrageous that people could no longer remain silent. And let's not forget all of the legal action that has been taken against people associated with our president. And more is coming. The energies in the universe are supporting us this year in our commitment to speak up and take action, as we discussed in the first and third shows of this year. Dwan Washington told us that our words are very powerful this year, as are our actions. Red is even one of the two key colors for this year because red is the color of action. We must take heart and remember that the universe is supporting us through these challenges. Alice 
Rosen also reminded us how important it is that we speak the truth and do it in the most positive way possible because it is a year of karma. People who are disrespectful of others and of their rights will discover that energy coming back on them. What we put out into the universe determines the quality of our lives. Instead of giving in to despair, remember that the universe is supporting us. I was told that each of us is surrounded by 20,000 angels who are helping us to clear our unconscious mind of fears and negative thoughts and helping us awaken our consciousness of love so we will think and act more positively and lovingly. I want to remind you of the two affirmations that Dwan suggested we use this year. The first is, fear is disempowered through acts of love. Fear is disempowered through acts of love. The second is, I am not a victim. I am a being of light empowered through love. Again, I am not a victim. I am a being of light empowered through love. Saying these two affirmations, especially at the beginning and or end of each day, will help you grow in positivity, love, and self-empowerment. It's also helpful for anyone who has experienced abuse. Remember, taking action can be as simple as saying these affirmations and choosing to heal yourself. Our guest today, Meryl Lee McLean, is a child advocate, speaker, protective mother, and author of Prosecuted But Not Silenced. Meryl Lee's passion for child advocacy developed over 20 years of living a mother's worst nightmare. She organized a national rally of mothers at the Capitol and was appointed by the governor to be on the Colorado Children's Code Task Force. Meryl Lee has testified before Congress to promote judicial accountability and to better protect sexually abused children's rights in our courts. You're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send you uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. One Facebook friend just wrote me, we need these stories today to offset all the negativity in our world. We need to find the kind people and the love in the world. Thank you for helping us do that. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to your life. Remember to read my blog and read about and register for my new workshop, The Om Om Awakening. Or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is what action are you going to take this year to help make the world a more loving place? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Marilee McLean, who will talk about courtroom reform for sexually abused children. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what action you're going to take this year to help make the world a more loving place. And I'm so pleased to welcome Marilee McLean, who's here to talk about courtroom reform for sexually abused children. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, absolutely, Paula. I'm delighted to be on your show, and you're so uplifting and and inspirational. You just know a lot. I'm looking forward to this show. Well, thank you. Um, I've learned a lot from my guests, and so um, it's it's mm-hmm. a, a treat for me, um, and, and I'm grateful to have you on the show. And I know your story is, um, is, is painful, but I think it's important for our audience to understand, to hear a personal story, to help them understand how the courts are failing our children and our mothers. Absolutely. So if, if you would just tell us um, oh, about, sure. yeah. 
Yes. Um, you know, I've been involved in this for many years, so one thing I'd like to make clear to your listeners is that this is um, an epidemic numbers. There's thousands of these cases of, of my personal story could be identical. That's why I work on this issue. But um, I had a, a, I was divorced. I was in a domestic violence marriage. I, uh, that was in a time when you didn't know what domestic violence really was. We didn't hear about course of control, the emotional abuse, the physical abuse. You know, I thought women had to be beaten, really beaten. And I was very much in that kind of a relationship and or marriage. And my daughter, um, I divorced my ex when my daughter was six months old. And I had full custody of her. And we had a great, you know, it was a wonderful time with her. And then all of a sudden, she had visitations with her father. And it was very limited visitations. And on one occasion... I take her to her dad's for a visit. She's like two years old now, but she had, you know, like three three visits a week and maybe an hour or two long. And she goes to her dad's, and I thought, I got her dressed that day in a really cute little dress and her hair in a high pony, and I thought, oh, my gosh, she's going to go nuts over when he sees her because she's so cute. She was one of these little girls that walked down the street that I know everybody thinks their two-year-old is the cutest, but her eyes danced, and she had personality that just oozed out of her, and people would just stop me to talk to her. Well, I take her to her dad's that day, and I go to pick her up like a few hours later, and I knock at the door, and there's no answer. And I knock again, still no answer. I thought, well, that's strange. She finally comes to the door, and he brings her, he's, she's sick. He brings her down the stairs, and she's wet, nude, and limp in his arms, and her hair is matted to her head. And I said, what the heck happened to her? And he said, she's sick. And I said, that's funny. She was fine a few hours ago. And her clothes were thrown all over the living room floor, and I got her dressed and got her out of there. And honestly, at that moment, I thought maybe she just got sick in his place because I, I didn't even think sexual abuse. So a few months later, she discloses the sexual abuse to the daycare provider and to myself. And that used to wake me up in the middle of the night because, like 2 in the morning, because it was like the smirk of O.J. Simpson on his face coming down those stairs. Like, you idiot, Marilee, I just raped your daughter and you don't even get it. And it would just shoot me straight out of the bed. Well, once my daughter disclosed, um, I called my sister, who was a nurse at Children's Hospital, and I said, what do I do? And she said, take her to um, her pediatrician in the morning. Ask her what happened. Do not repeat her dad's name or say anything. Just ask her what happened. She repeats the same thing. Take her to the pediatrician. That's what I did. And then they, the pediatrician notified social services, and this is where my nightmare began. And um, she's, she has supervised visits to social services. And I'm met by a GAL, which is a guardian ad litem, lawyer for the child, to um, to have a meeting. And I hadn't even hired an attorney or anything. And I'm going through a lot during this time because you're dealing with a little girl that's being abused. I'm working full time. And that's what a lot of these moms are going through. And I ended up um, at this meeting. I go in with this GAL, and she says she has four things she wants to discuss with me. And she has me sitting in there with the father who's abusing my little girl with other social workers and honestly interrogated me like nothing you've ever seen on TV, a law and order show. Why would your daughter continue to say this if you weren't coaching her? Because maybe it's going on. And I'm going to have you do a psychological evaluation. I'm going to have him do one. And I said, good. Maybe we'll get to, uh, good, you know? And she says, I mean, we'll get to the bottom of this. And she points her finger in my face and says, and maybe we'll find out about you. And then the whole thing keeps going. And then she says, this is parental alienation. She hadn't read the, she hadn't met the babysitter who my daughter had told what was going on with her. She hadn't read the Dr. Baker's report, which was a psychologist was on the case that stated my daughter was being sexually abused and nothing. She hadn't done anything. And she's pulled my daughter from me at that moment 
So this is parental alienation, which is going on across the United States. And I, I'm going to go into that briefly, but what it is, parental alienation syndrome was developed in the 80s by Dr. Richard Gardner, and he was... Um, he self-published his own books, and he states in his own books, we all have some pedophilia within us that makes little girls and little boys their sexual partners, and that we need to have more pity for the pedophile than born. And yet our court system all across the United States took on his theory in the 80s. So all these good, loving mothers started losing their children due to PAS, which is debunked. It's not approved by the American Medical Association or the American Psychological Association. However, it's still out there. That theory is still going. So it's a real good way for fathers that are abusing their children to get custody of those children. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is what is happening. So she labeled me with PAS. I go in. She says, this child's going into foster care. She had a foster care home. I'd never been away from my baby. Lined up before I even walked in that day. I go into another room. I laid my head down on the desk, and I was... I wanted to die, and I, and she, um, a social worker comes up very coldly and taps me on the shoulder and says, you can go say goodbye to your daughter now. And I remember getting up, and I couldn't even feel my legs. It was like a gray mist around me, and I was obviously in shock. And they go, the social workers and the GAO go, look at her, look at her. She can't handle it. She can't say goodbye to her daughter. And I just kind of put my arm out to the side and said, oh, yes, I can. And I walked to go say goodbye to my baby. And um, she, you know, I never cried in front of her. I was staying really together. I never questioned her. And I think it's really important for women to know, don't question your child. Don't ask questions. Let them tell you everything. Because I got labeled with coaching when I never even, I let her talk. I listened. I never said anything. So I go into, um, I, I, I'm leaving. They have the police escort me out. You know, here he is abusing the child, and I'm escorted out of the uh, social services. I drive to Dr. Baker's office 100 miles an hour, and I walk in. My makeup is all over my face. He goes, what the heck happened to you? And, and I said, they just took her from me. You know the truth. You fight for us. From that time on, I was in court for 10 years fighting for my little girl. And up until... And at the time, excuse me, from uh, two, uh, when this happened, to the more information that came out on sexual abuse of my child, the more time the courts gave her with her father. The more time the GAL went in and used PAS or whatever to give the father more time. And, and by the time she was four, even with doctor's reports, there were three doctor's reports, three police reports, and three hospital reports. One of the hospital reports was from the Child Advocacy and Protection Team in, and, um, in Colorado, and stating to the judge, please contact us concerning the sexual abuse of this child. And he threw the letter out. All the police reports, all the doctor's reports, um, hospital reports, with evidence. By this point, at four and a half, she has physical evidence of being sexually abused. Most cases today, or any time with a child, you won't necessarily have physical evidence. When you've got physical evidence, that's huge. That should be criminally prosecuted. But our family courts are taking these cases, and these are criminal cases. If you or I, Paula, were um, raped, it would go to criminal court. But a child being raped by their own father goes into family court. And judges have discretionary rule whether they allow this evidence in. Secondly, they're not trained in this. They're not trained in domestic violence. They're not trained in, in child sexual abuse. They really, um, you have to have a, like a forensic interview. It needs to be done at a child advocacy center. All these things need to happen, and they're not happening. So anyway, with all that information, I lost my daughter completely at the age of four and a half to the abuser. With all that information coming in and judges throwing it out. Now, I didn't just have one judge. Through that 10-year period, I had seven judges, and they all rubber-stamped what the other judge did. 
this is not just my case. This is all the cases I deal with. I have thousands of calls, I'm literally, from women all across the United States and internationally as well. And they're just now hitting the PAS internationally. We, we started here in the U.S. with Richard Gardner. But it was really sad. So I, I, in a, a four and a half, I'm lobbying in Washington, D.C. I go there and I lobby all day, and then I would come back and work. And at one point, when I went to Washington to lobby, I worked with a law firm there. I came back to work, and I found out that I'd lost my daughter over the phone ex parte emergency hearing by two evaluators in the state of Colorado that never find abuse and side with the male. And this is really, I want to say, is this male entitlement? Is it paternal control? Is it a gender bias issue? I believe it can be all three, but I really believe the good men need to step forward. And this is a part of the Me Too movement. This is the last taboo of the Me Too movement. This is like, you get upset about Sandusky, who raped the boys, or you get upset about the Catholic priest. This is a huge crime that nobody's seeing and the media has not touched. They covered my case on CNN, and that was probably, I don't know, I think it was 1997, so I've been in this for 30 years. But in 97, when they covered my case, they did an incredible job. It was an international show. It was an hour long, and they brought in Richard Gardner and, and absolutely tore him apart. And that was that many years ago, and this is still going on. Social change takes a long time, but these are thousands of children that are being jeopardized every single day. We have 58,000 children a year that are forced to go live with their abuser. So in the meantime, I've never stopped fighting this. I lost my little girl at four and a half, and I got to see her one hour a week supervised. I was treated as a hardened criminal. Your hardened criminals do not get the supervision that I got. I... um, had to pay for that, they bankrupt you, and this is all women out there. I don't care who you are, what walk of life you're coming from. When I testified before Congress, the women there were attorneys, doctors from every walk of life, all the way to top, all the way to bottom, doesn't matter where you're coming from, you're losing. So here I am, you know, she's, I, I've lost her, I'm in these supervised visits, and it's, it's, you can't imagine, you know, they get upset about the, the migrant, you know, women losing their children, which is horrific, having them ripped out of your arms. Any mother having your child ripped out of your arms is like a death sentence. And so here she is ripped out of my arms. I go to these supervisors. I get us here one hour a week. And that long, dark, thick hair she had and those little blue dancing eyes went into a trance state. Her long, dark hair fell out. She gained a tremendous amount of weight. She'd say to me, um, Mommy, I, 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 I just want to die. I can't see you. That's what she was. She'll lie on the floor. The supervisor says it. Close her eyes real tight and say, Mommy, I can't see you. And, and I say, yes, you can. You can, you can too see me. I had to be that therapist for that hour. I had to give her as much love as I could give her and let her know I'm fighting with everything I got. I can't talk about it. But she knew I was out there fighting for her. And, and, I, and I'd, I'd hold her and she'd say, I can't see you. And I say, you can't see me. She says, no, I just want to die. And, I, and she, they would never, the, ther- the supervisor that supervised those visits treated me like, it was like Nazi. He would not allow her to see any of my family, any of her, I have a wonderful family. I grew up with a great mom and dad and a great family. Um, none of her uncles and aunts or her cousins. Anybody that knew about the abuse was isolated from her. She was completely isolated and shut down. And this is a child that told policemen, doctors, social workers, psychologists, therapists, family, friends, everybody. And, and in her eyes, everybody abandoned her. Nobody helped her, including her own mother. With everything I did, I, I mean, I, I didn't turn. I turned over every single stone and could not get her home. And the 
then I, when I went on CNN, I, I got a gag order. So that's what's happening to these women is they're getting gag orders and jail sentences. For they're ordered today to take their information off of Facebook because there's a lot of mothers going on Facebook trying to fight and they'll say, I did this, did this work, did that work. And I, I put my book out there for them because my book is a case study of what's happening. It's the emotional story, which is really important for everybody to read, not just judges, lawyers, psychologists, social workers, therapists. The general public needs to read this because it's the emotional story, but then it goes into the research and the legal to prove what's going on. So if you're reading something in there and you go, oh, that can't happen, it says go to addendum uh, A, and there's the police report or the doctor's report or the judge's order where he labeled me with PAS and I lost complete custody and never regained her back until she was 12 years old. So, I mean, I literally fought all those years to get her back. And then even when I did get her back, it was gradually. And I went through hundreds of thousands of dollars of legal fees. And they bankrupt you, and on top of it, you're paying for these supervised visits, and you're paying all the therapists. The last judge I had, because I went on CNN, he, um, and I, and I don't believe, I believe in the media entirely, and the media needs to take these cases and needs to put this out there to the public so they know what's going on. But when CNN covered my case, um, I I had the gag order and I was getting a jail sentence for going on CNN. And I told them, you know, you need to come in here to fight for me. And they did. They, they, they came back. But the bottom line is all that information, they, they sealed my court records to not let anybody get my case number. They took the case number off the file. Does this sound like America to you? Um, I, I was ordered to pay all court costs, father's attorney's fees, pay child support. I mean, I'd already gone through hundreds of thousands. Now I'm going to pay even more. And now I'm paying to see my own child who I was trying to protect. This is the dynamic that is happening all across this country. Um, do you want me to go so on any further, Paula? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go to a break now and come back and talk about um, what we can do to change the system and how our listeners can help. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious minds and move forward with ease and speed. It changed from the inside out, creating lasting change in self empowerment now in your paper write down what you can do to help children who have been sexually abused stay tuned we'll be right back with Marilee McLean who will talk more about courtroom reform for sexually abused children Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr paula at drpaulajoyce.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit Just tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what you can do to help children who have been sexually abused. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Cassiopeia can help. I'm so glad we're here with Marilee McLean talking about necessary courtroom reform for sexually abused children. Marilee, hearing your story, I can't even imagine um, the horror um, of what you've lived through and um, and continue to as you uh, deal with the aftermath and and with helping other people because the numbers where there are like hundreds of thousands of children who are impacted worldwide. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's phenomenal how much this is going on and how the public is not aware, and it's so important for the public to be aware. And if you're listening to the show, to take heed in this, because um, this could be your sister, your mother, your, you know, your child. It is, it's absolutely, and then if it is that, this affects all of us, because every child that's affected by this, this just goes on for generations. It affects the next generation, and that would move into the ACE study, um, Adverse Childhood Experiences, which was uh, done in the 80s by Dr. Vincent Paletti. 
and he put together, he actually did a study where he brought in people that were overweight and were talking to them about things and found out that most of these people have been sexually abused and then found out more about the heart disease and that kind of thing. And that age study needs to be out there in every school district. Every person should understand the adverse childhood experiences. It's, a, it's actually a code of 1 through 10, what's your ACE score. And this is billions of dollars. I don't usually go into the money of it because society needs to listen to the fact that how it's affecting society, but it is billions of dollars of cost due to the health and wellness of people as they grow. I mean, this, you know, all these children that are going through this now, as they grow as adults, become, you know, the death rate, suicide rate, drug addiction, alcoholism, and it's not just sexual abuse, any type of abuse of a child. And I, I just get so frustrated with the fact that the media doesn't pick up on these cases. And what the public, I think the public needs to listen to what's happening here and what I've stated today. It's not, it's not an isolated incident, like Paula said, and, and, and actually put heat in it and do something about it. You know, call your congressman, your senator, your legislation, your representatives. Put your voice out there and, and say, you know, we can't allow this to happen. Read my book. You know, it, it absolutely outlines it. But I'll let Paula take it from here. Well, the fact of the matter is is that classrooms, teachers, schools can often be a place where we can identify what's going on and to help get appropriate services um, for the children and to uh, to help to make this um, not hidden, but to make it visible and to help children and, and mothers who are in this situation to get good help and help that will... Um, will force a positive solution as opposed to keeping children with their abusers and 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 when they're too young to leave i mean what does a 4 year old do right and and i think the thing is to Paula, these these men that are the abusers people always think it's a stranger or the boogeyman behind the door or whatever but most Sexual abuse is within the family, and it's by somebody they know. These children are being abused by somebody they know. And why can't we look at that side of it and actually look for those, those uh, um, what I'm trying to say, look for the things or flags that tell you a child's being abused. Believe the child first. The children don't make this stuff up. And that's another myth that we have is that women are vindictive ex-wives, that they're, um, you know, they're making this up. You know, that there's a study that was done here in Colorado by the National Kim Center says 2%. That is so minute. And these cases are made into custody cases. They're not about custody. They're about abuse. They belong in criminal court. You have to be able to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. But these are not about, um, you know, they're not about custody. 70% of contested custody cases are abuse cases. And when you, now contested means where they're fighting. Most parents try to work out the relationship and do what's best for the child. But that is not what's happening in these cases. And so we need legislation. But, the, you know, a lot of the legislation in the best interest of the child, if anybody understands that, it's the parent that's more able to nurture the relationship with the other parent. Obviously, a woman trying to protect her child won't be able to nurture that relationship with the other parent. So the judges are awarding these children to the abuser because the woman's not nurturing that relationship. And she's labeled with parental alienation. 
Well, it's a perfect dynamic to use for an abuser to get custody. So that's one avenue that needs to be changed. The safety of the child needs to come first. Write to your legislator or your your congressman and say, you know, these cases, hundreds of thousands of children are being destroyed. We need legislation and we need training for judges and therapists and psychologists that just take on these custody evaluators will take on a whole, they make a lot of money for one thing. And then they take on this whole theory that, you know, it's not happening, not believing the child. My gosh, children don't make this up. And women going through this, you know, we're, we're not crazy. We're not hysterical. We're not liars. That myth is gone. Let's look at the real facts. And the facts are there. You protect that child. The safety of the child comes first. There's no well, you also You also said that there was even physical evidence. How could oh, they ignore the physical evidence? That's sick to me, and I, I, I can't even comprehend that. I mean, the, the top doctors in the state of Colorado from the Child Advocacy Team and Protection Team, Dr. Carol Jenny is one of the best doctors in the nation on sexual abuse, writes a letter to the judge, please contact us concerning the sexual abuse of this child. When they went on CNN with my case, I mean, they pulled in daycare providers, preschool teachers on that CNN piece. They pulled in um, the Children's Hospital, all these people to state what was happening, and yet they still ignored that. Can you imagine how my child felt and how these children feel? I get cases where moms are calling me from all over. I have a mom that uh, is a surgeon, and her, her the father was an Air Force colonel, and went through the military, and that whole case did abusing her boys. He got off of that because, obviously, a JAG doesn't want to go against the colonel. And then he gets into family court, and he won custody of these boys. I've seen the documentation. I've seen the documentation of so many cases I want. I can't tell you. And, and these mothers are hushed and silent. You know, they, they send me their detailed cases, and, and yet nobody's doing anything to protect them. Does it, go, does it need to go higher up? They, they can't even get appealed. By the time they get to an appellate court, they have no money left. They're bankrupted. And if you are a mom that comes from no means, you end up having to represent yourself going pro se if they can't. And when they represent themselves, they at least have a voice, but they really don't because they're not an attorney, and they get killed that way in court. But, you know, I had to represent myself, and actually when I did, I felt like I gained a lot in my case because I actually had a voice. And I believe that women need to speak up, and this Me Too movement is great. But these are children. Women that are abusive, I, I'm all against any type of abuse anywhere. Women and indifferent, I'm not, I'm not downplaying that. I'm just saying these women are adults who are saying no. How do you think these children feel? They're saying no and have no voice whatsoever. And we're dealing with the Me Too movement. This is the last taboo, and we're ruining generations and generations of children. We really need to look at this issue and take it on and say, this enough is enough. No more, no more. When I had the rally at the Capitol, that was in the year the VAWA Act passed. And um, it was with the, it, all these women came in from all across the country. And these women were depleted financially, emotionally, physically. And we, and, and they, we, after the rally, while we were yelling and stuff with the rally, we said, no more, no more. Enough is enough. Get that. That was 25 years ago that I had that rally at the Capitol, and we were yelling those same chants that are being yelled today. And, we're, and, when, and that was the year the VAWA Act passed, and we, we're going backwards. We need, we need people, women, to come together. For women like myself and the women, all the women I'm dealing with, because it could be any of you. It doesn't have any race. 
ethnic group, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. No matter how much money, it doesn't matter. It seems to me that this needs more visibility. And I think um, one of the things, you know, a lot has come out of Hollywood, out of the entertainment industry. A lot of women and, and men, too, in Hollywood have been sexually abused as children. And some of them have come out and spoken about it publicly. They have access to resources, the press, to the public ear, um, to the public eye. It seems to me that we need to be able to um, to get them involved in this and to, to help them, to ask them to lead the charge or at least provide resources so that you all can get a legal team together and a press um, and, and the ear of the press to move this forward. It has to be the power, the people who have power and who have the ear of the public to, um, to help turn this around. And that's my suggestion as I'm listening, because you've been struggling for so long and there's so clearly an injustice that impacts our entire world because this is happening worldwide and people who have been sexually abused or abused in any way as children are not full functioning adults and and it's um there are a lot of wasted resources and wasted lives and lives full of pain that doesn't need to happen and shouldn't be allowed to continue. So that's my suggestion. And if anyone listening um, can can help, please contact Marilee um, McLean. She's at um, MarileeMcLean.com. Also, I encourage all of you to purchase her book, Prosecuted But Not Silenced, and think about what you can do to um, to change the system so that this doesn't continue to happen. And Marilee, I'm grateful for your courage and for your taking action and helping to educate us. And I wish you the very best and success in changing what is clearly um, a, a true injustice. Um, and I'd like to thank all of my listeners for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show or benefited from it, please go to paulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, The Amom Awakening, look at my services, um, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, um, past life regressions, my experiential workshops. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me you get support, guidance and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body and soul resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their 
wealth, health, and relationships, click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Cassiopeia, who helps people who were sexually abused as children. Ask for her help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to remove your childhood trauma and its effects on your life. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Cassiopeia, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me be less fearful and attract more love or to help me heal completely from the sexual abuse I experienced. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Stefania Magidson will talk about how spiritual growth helps you transform your dreams into reality. February 14th when Doug Vermeeren will talk about personal power mastery and February 21 when Joe McQuillan will talk about communicating with his beloved son on the other side. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.